The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Hey everyone and welcome to the Get Paid Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of Underdog Podcasts and you can also find us on Podcast One. Uh, You can also find us on YouTube, by the way. Give us a search on YouTube for Underdog TV. Uh, You can find us. uh, We are the Blue Bulldog logo. Subscribe there. Subscribe here. We have different content in different areas and it definitely would behoove you to subscribe in both areas. I do a uh, kind of a, a weekly rundown. I do a lot of fantasy football stuff outside of this podcast specifically specifically for the YouTube audience. So uh, like I said, you get uh, a little bit more analytics, a little bit more description and and what I think will happen schematically uh, than you do in this podcast because there's just a lot of fantasy football material to get through. So we put some of it on YouTube. Um, usually I would say right here that you're listening to Brad and Sean. Unfortunately, Brad today is, is, uh, is sick. I can't say playing hurt. We were, we delayed this a day hoping that he would be good enough to, uh, to record this episode, but unfortunately he is bedridden. He's waking up in puddles of sweat, but the good news is the guy has texted me his picks. Um, we agree on nine of the 16 games this week. So, uh, you know, we have a lot more agreement than we did last week. We feel a lot better about some of these spreads. Uh, some of these spreads are giant, but by the way, and we also uh, have identified some daily fantasy uh, opportunity for everybody. But let me start with this. So, um, you know, I was looking at BovadaSportsBook.com, and um, and you know, obviously the Patriots are favored and everything. And and you know, now that uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in Pittsburgh, I gotta say, I mean, the AFC just seems like it's going to be. Um, a showdown between the New England Patriots and uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I think those are two teams that have separated themselves, obviously, with the injury issues um, throughout the NFL. We saw Drew Brees go down as well last week. Uh, you know, anything could happen uh, in the league, but um, there you go, man. I think it's it's going to be the Patriots. They should be the favorites, and uh, and we'll move on from there. But let's just dig right into the games here. Uh, Bavada has minus two Tennessee, or I should say Tennessee minus two at Jacksonville, and I think this is going to be a game. Uh, Jacksonville's defense is is playing strong, and uh, and I got to say, Gardner Minshew is doing quite a good job. Um, you know, kind of extending drives and keeping that Jacksonville defense fresh. You know, we'll see what shakes out with the Jalen Ramsey drama and him wanting to be traded and all that. But I do like what the Titans are doing. Now, um, this game, I think both Tennessee, who also has a strong defense, and Jacksonville are going to be focusing on stopping the run. Um, so while, I, and I don't think that Jacksonville, Jacksonville should, by the way, be uh, focusing on Leonard Fournette for some reason. John Filippo is not calling a lot of run plays, even though their backup quarterback is playing. It should not be a two-to-one pass-to-run ratio. I'm sorry. The team that went to the AFC Championship game a couple years ago was built around Leonard Fournette. This team should also be built around Leonard Fournette and uh, the defense and then use your quarterback to extend drives. But if John Filippo, he couldn't react in Minnesota. He's not reacting so far yet in Green Bay. Um, that game was out. Or I missed Green Bay. I meant Jacksonville. That game was out there for them to win against Houston last week. Um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But I do think both defenses are going to try to stop the run game. Jacksonville will try to stop Henry. Uh, the Titans will try, try to stop um, um, Fournette. And then these, uh, these quarterbacks are really going to be squaring off against each other. 
And to that end, I do like Tennessee. Brad likes Tennessee as well to cover the spread. It's one of the the, uh, nine that we agree on this week. From a daily fantasy point of view, I like Mariota to get an 18. I think that's a very pedestrian week, but if you're playing a Thursday night showdown on DraftKings or something like that, you can check out... um, um, uh, Mariota, I think, is the better of the quarterbacks. I think Henry is the better of the running backs. And then I like Chark um, in Jacksonville. I like Chris Conley in Jacksonville uh, a little bit better in the receivers. So I'm probably going to play a little showdown money and see what happens. Uh, Delaney Walker, I think, would be um, the, the better of the tight ends. But, uh, you know, that's not to say that somebody like an O'Shaughnessy or an Oliver can't perform. Uh, moving it on, we have Atlanta. Bavada has plus two at Indianapolis. So Indianapolis is now starting to get the respect, even though luck has gone. You know, the, the betting world has kind of rebounded and adjusted. Jacoby Brissett's playing pretty well. I like Jacoby Brissett. Um, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. His uh, completion percentage is higher than it was the last season that he started, which you would expect. He's had a couple of understudy years. This is his second year with Coach Reich. Uh, the Colts have a lot of weapons. They're going to be able to run the ball. And I think they will have success running the ball against Atlanta with that strong offensive line. I like Marlon Mack this week. I like um, a lot of the Colts this week. However, with Atlanta getting to Brad and I both pick Atlanta um, in an upset this week. Matt Ryan in a dome. I think he's getting a little bit better. He's been a little shaky to start the year. I have Matt Ryan getting 22 this week, so I like him in daily fantasy circles. And thanks to his uh, early season performance, he's probably a little bit lower, uh, lower budgeted. I don't like uh, Devonta Freeman this week. Like I said, I do prefer Marlon Mack in this matchup. I have him at an 18. Uh, receivers, I love Julio and I love Calvin Ridley every single week. Uh, for Indianapolis, I also love uh, T.Y. Hilton. And I mean love. I think he's going to be the, the highest scoring even more so than Julio Jones in this matchup. And then the tight ends, I think you're probably looking at uh, actually Hooper, I think will have a better game uh, than Ebron will. And, uh, you know, Atlanta has speed um, in the, in the levels of defense and that will help neutralize Eric Ebron. It'll help neutralize that mismatch that we'll get week to week. I think it will be tougher sledding for Indianapolis this week. I think Atlanta will play with some pride. And now that Drew Brees is out for a number of weeks, this division just opened back up, I think. And I liked Atlanta coming into the year. They kind of got punched in the mouth in that first week against Minnesota. Um, But, uh, you know, it happens. It happens in games, right? So I do think that uh, Atlanta will rebound. I think this is an upset special. Um, I have Atlanta winning 27 to 26. Brad and I are both on Atlanta this week. So there's our second agreement. Can you believe it? Two for two. Uh, The third game, Bavada has Baltimore plus seven at Kansas City. And we saw Baltimore actually give up some yards to Arizona's passing attack last week. I didn't anticipate that, but it happened. This uh, defense, I wouldn't call it a rebuilding defense, but it's a recalibration. Um, You know, I love what Lamar Jackson is doing uh, for fantasy purposes. In fact, this week I have him at a 24, so I have him up quite high. I actually even have him narrowly outscoring Patrick Mahomes, and that's not because he's going to throw for more touchdowns. It's more primarily because Patrick Mahomes runs less than Lamar Jackson will in this game. Um, the Baltimore running attack will be strong, I believe, this week. I think Mark Ingram will get 14, which is a nice projection in my projections. It's pretty well ranked. Um, and I like Marquise Brown to have some nice completions this week as well. But I think this is Kansas City's game. And Brad agrees with me. We're both taking Kansas City against the spread here. Um, three for three in agreements. Um, but like I said, it's only nine. So we've got three out of those nine 
um, done. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes, like I said, at 23, I don't think this week for budget because he's going to be so expensive in daily fantasy circles. I wouldn't play him um, this week. I don't like what this running game is doing. I don't like the running game matchup against Baltimore. I'm not playing McCoy or Williams. Um, if both of them play, both of them have been injured. So we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the week. Uh, this would be a week that if Tyreek Hill was playing, I would love him. I think that this team is going to try to shut down Sammy Watkins. Um, so I don't have him projected well, but uh, Robinson and, and Hardman, I think, are going to kind of maybe not entirely reproduce what they did last week. But, you know, Robinson found the end zone twice. Hardman found the end zone once. Travis Kelsey found the end zone once. Um, I think they're candidates to do that again. That's why Brad and I uh, think that Kansas City can cover this game at home. Seven points is a lot. I don't love it. It doesn't make it, you know, I don't like laying those kinds of points down, especially against a really, really good team like the Baltimore Ravens. But just Kansas City just looks so good. Um, I love Baltimore. I mean, I think they're number, num- they're in my top five of power rankings. And uh, Kansas City right now is number two in my power rankings. It's just, it's a showdown. I love both of these. I think both of these teams are going to make it deep into the playoffs. Uh, I just like Kansas City a little bit more because I just don't see how you can stop the uh, the passing game. You know, if Baltimore comes out and they serve one up uh, against Kansas City, uh, fantastic. More power to them, and uh, and I'll rank them accordingly in my power rankings. But uh, like I said, I think this is a juggernaut. I think Kansas City's playing at peak. Can they get this going all season? I don't know. I am personally circling the calendar for the New England and Kansas City game. Um, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch this game as an NFL fan uh, and see what happens. So there you go. Okay, next game we have on our list. Cincinnati Bavada has at plus six at Buffalo. Brad and I both are on Buffalo here. It's time that we have to start giving some credit where credit is due. Buffalo's got a really strong defense. Cincinnati's having no ability to run the ball in the first couple weeks of the season. And they played a couple of strong defenses. Well, it's not getting any better. Um, (laughs) You know, Buffalo has has one of the strongest defenses in the league. I think they're going to shut Mixon down again, um, which is a bummer for Mixon owners. Like I said, you know, they're just going against the fronts of Seattle, San Francisco, and Buffalo in the first three weeks of the season. It's tough, man. There's tough defensive matchups. But I think what you're going to get is Cincinnati as a one-dimensional team. I don't think this is going to be a close game. I like Allen, Josh Allen. Um, I'd like to see them use Devin Singletary more. I'd like to see them hit more running backs out of the flats and get um, Josh Allen kind of in the groove of things. Right now, that seems like they're uh, they're using the run to to set up the, the pass. But I don't like the you know I don't think the rushing attack is as good at this point because they're using Frank Gore. He's not getting a, a lot of yards per carry. No disrespect to Gore. I like him. I think they should uh, have the lion's share of the carries go to Devin Singletary and then have Gore go through the you know, the tough up the middle stuff. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see moving forward. From a daily fantasy point of view, I don't like Darnold in this matchup. I don't. Um, I actually like Josh Allen uh, as a daily fantasy option. I think he's going to be less expensive and he does get you rushing touchdowns and running yards. Um, at running back, I like Singletary um, a lot more than I like Mixon. I like Frank Gore actually to do okay. I think both of these running backs in Buffalo are playable. At wide receiver, I think John Ross will probably have a better game than Tyler Boyd, even though Tyler Boyd is the better of those receivers, in my opinion. Um, but I think Ross will continue his hot streak to start the year. In Buffalo, um, you know, I could it, it go either way. I think John John Brown's probably the one to do uh, to play there. Um, Cincinnati, you might get uh, some value out of Tyler Eifert, but he's not getting a lot of catches. He looks a little bit slower than he was in his prime, and he's had so many injuries that you really can't uh, can't really blame him for that. 
All right, next game we have on our list is Denver plus eight. Bavada has them at plus eight at Green Bay. And I have this as a push on my board. I don't love this. I think this is too many points to give to a strong defensive team like Denver. The problem with Denver is they're not putting the ball in the end zone. And uh, give some credit to Oakland in week one, Chicago in week two. Uh, but Green Bay is Green Bay is a tough defense. They're in my top 10 in terms of power rankings to, to, uh, to start the year. Um, you know, they're 2-1-0 now, including a, a division at home win against Minnesota. And then a division road game, so two and zero inside the uh, AFC Nor- or the NFC North as well. I like Green Bay in this matchup, but when I wrote this score down and my computer is kind of split, my computer projections are kind of split here. I wrote this game down as uh, Green Bay twenty four, Denver sixteen. So eight points. It's a push. It's a lot of points. I don't love them. I would take this off my board. Brad is on Green Bay. He thinks Green Bay is going to pull it out. I think it's going to be a tougher game than uh, than people would admit. But uh, there you go. So we're split on this one. It's our first disagreement of the week. Um, but like I said, I don't really disagree. It's just I don't feel comfortable with eight points against a strong defensive team like Denver. Um, you know, I think that uh, I think that we'll see how that shakes out. Now, on uh, in terms of fantasy sports, I don't love Flacco this week. I, and I don't love um, Aaron Rodgers this week. I don't like either quarterback in this game, especially for what you'll have to pay to start Aaron Rodgers. Um, at running back, there's too much of a distribution of carries between Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I don't really like either one of them there. I love uh, Aaron Jones this week, though, and I love that uh, Green Bay is committing to the run there, regardless of, of their success. But they did a really nice job against Minnesota last week. At receiver, I love um, Emmanuel Sanders every week. I think he's the best receiver in this game. I have him projected at a 17. Uh, Devontae Adams, I love every week as well. I have him projected at a 14. But it, again, that's more a defensive matchup than anything. Uh, I also like Cortland Sutton this week. Um, you know, I think he's going to be kind of an under-the-radar guy. He's more of a daily fantasy sleeper for me. Don't pay too much for him. Don't start him in your fantasy football lineups, but I like him as kind of an off-the-bench kind of guy. Uh, Denver's going to have some opportunities, um, as well as Green Bay with the tight end position. Position. I think both could reach the end zone this week. Noah Fant in Denver, Jimmy Graham in Green Bay. My money would be on Graham to make the end zone more than uh, Fant because at this point we're seeing a pass uh, distribution um, in Green Bay. Or I'm sorry, in Denver, you're seeing Hewerman and Fant get targets, which I don't love. So if you're talking about fantasy football projections, the touchdown could go to either one of them. I mean, Fant could have ten catches and no touchdowns, and you know. Hewerman could have two touchdowns. You never know what's going to happen with that. Um, my projections and my computer projections will probably be fully cra- calibrated by next week. So, uh, like I said, earning season. All right, moving it on, we have Detroit. Bavada has it plus seven at Philadelphia. To me, again, this is a push game. I don't love the matchup. Seven is a lot for me. Um, Philadelphia, we're going to see. I mean, their receivers are still banged up. We're going to see if both of them can play, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. We saw what happened. They struggled a little bit with timing, with Carson Wentz, um, maybe uh, some some depths of routes. We're going to see what happens with there, but I don't love this game. I have actually uh, a final score of Philadelphia 30, Detroit 23. Philadelphia has not been able to run the ball. I'm really curious to see if they can get anything going against Detroit. Detroit, on the other hand, I think they can pass the ball. Philadelphia has given up some yards in the passing attack, uh, and they're vulnerable. So I do think this is going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. I do think the Eagles by a touchdown, uh, but I don't love this as a spread. That's a lot of points. There are a lot of points spread matchup. Now, Brad is on Philadelphia to cover here. Uh, Maybe if Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson play, I'd be a little bit more um, interested in this matchup. 
matchup, but for now, I'm staying away from it. I suggest you do as well. If I had to pick either way, I would pick Philadelphia. And by the way, if I had to pick either way um, in that Green Bay game, I would pick Green Bay, the home teams. From a daily fantasy point of view, I like Stafford to rebound and actually have a really nice game. I've been saying in my fantasy football fallout episodes that Stafford, you know, this is going to be a team that relies on the run game. But like I said, Philadelphia has been doing a really nice job of stopping the run. I think that will continue. I think Detroit will game plan and uh, and get, you know, Hawkinson and Galladay and Marvin Jess. I think they'll get the, uh, the running backs involved as well. I liked what I saw from Ty Johnson last week. Uh, I still think Kerryon Johnson is definitely the starter there. No problem. But Ty Johnson adds another dynamic to this offense, almost like uh, Theo Riddick did back in the day. Um, I know it's a different scheme, but he's just he's just really good. He, he has a lot of talent. I don't think he's going to eat into Kerryon Johnson's carries too much, but I do think, you know, as we've seen really with C.J. Anderson, he's going to supplant um, and, and be a fixture in that backfield. And I think using him out of the backfield will be good for Detroit as well. Receiver, I love Galladay this week, and I actually like Marvin Jones, um, and I like Danny Amendola. I think this Detroit passing attack will get um, some yards against this Philadelphia team. Um, TJ Hawkinson as well. Philadelphia, I, I like I said, their running game hasn't really gotten rolling yet, and um, I just wouldn't play them uh, in fantasy if I had other options, fantasy or daily fantasy. But the receivers, if they play, I like Alshon Jeffrey a lot this week, and uh, and Deshaun Jackson, I like him a little bit this week. Moving it on, next game we have on our list, <laughs> Bavada is giving 22 points to Miami uh, at Dallas. Uh, Brad and I are actually on Miami on this one. Miami was actually doing an okay job covering against New England um, until I think the fourth quarter, maybe two minutes left in the third quarter. The the, the rails just kind of came off there. I think that they will be okay. Um, I, I still think this is a Dallas romping. I mean, I don't think that Minnesota or Miami has a chance to, to win this game. If you're in a pick and pull, pick the Cowboys, you know. But um, at this point, I would say that, uh, you know, Miami, I, I think I wrote down my score prediction was 27 to 6. My computers are about at the same um you know, I don't think Miami's going to get a lot of offense going, but I think they'll be able to hold the defense in check just a little bit there. In Daily Fantasy, I don't like a single Miami starter at all um, in offense, so just don't play any of them. At Dallas, I love uh, Dak Prescott this week. I think he'll have a really nice game through for some touchdowns. Uh, I like Ezekiel Elliott. I pretty much like every Dallas starter, honestly. Um, I don't like Pollard. I like uh, Amari Cooper. I think Gallup is out. Michael Gallup is out. So maybe Randall Cobb would be a nice budget play for you. And then at tight end, I like uh, I like Jason Witten too, man. There's a lot to like in this matchup. Miami's defense has been giving up some points, and I think they will continue to do that. Now, am I actually going to bet this Miami game? I don't think so. Um, you know, 22 points, I, anything could happen in this game. Like I said, I think they barely cover with those 22. Barely. Okay, so uh, 27 to 6 with that 22 points, it gets them to 28 to 6. So it's, uh, it's a close one. Okay, and the next Next game we have on our list, Bavada is giving 23, yes, 23 and a half points to New England. Um, Luke Falk, their third string quarterback, is going to be starting. He didn't have an awful completion percentage. I think he was 20 to 25 last week. But this is basically New England's going to take away Le'Veon Bell. So how's New York going to score? I don't know, man. They're just going to have to throw over the top and cross their fingers that Robbie Anderson will pull them in. I don't really see how the Patriots lose this spread, to be honest with you. When I circled in, in matchups and Brad picked the Jets, um, I picked the Jets as well, but I forgot that Luke Falk was the starting quarterback. 
I just don't see it. I'm going to take New England again. New England has given up three points all season. This could be another shutout. If you're in daily fantasy, pick up <laughs> pick up New England's uh, defense. Um, I don't like any of the Jets starters. I guess, you know, Le'Veon Bell will get a lot of catches. So if you're in a PPR league, if you're playing daily fantasy, he'll get those. But I don't I, I don't like it. I don't like this, this matchup at all uh, for New England. I think Brady has a nice game. I'm a little concerned about Sonny Michelle because he put the ball on the ground. And when you do that in New England, you get punished for it. So it wouldn't shock me if Damian Harris is active this week. Uh, James White could be a bigger part of the game plan. I'm actually, I have Sonny Michelle in my league. I'm thinking about benching him um, just because of that fumble. I want to make sure that he's not going to be like relegated to the bench as, uh, you know, until somebody else fumbles, basically, which has happened in New England before. Uh, at receiver, uh, I think you got to play Antonio Brown every single week. At this point, he looked really good. Yes, I know there are serious allegations. I've addressed them on different podcasts, and we're just doing analytics here. Um, I whatever you know, my my. If you're looking for the uh, the Cliff's notes here, I hope justice is served. Whether he did it or didn't do it, I hoped justice is served. Um, you know, for the for the people there. But um, I think that uh, he could have had two touchdowns, three touchdowns last week against Miami. Uh, Brady's already making him the most targeted guy in the offense. Edelman is also going to have a nice game. Um, so there's a lot to like. Uh, Josh Gordon, I think, will have a nice game too. So uh, look, man, I think uh, you know the Jets. They're going to blitz. Tom Brady's going to get rid of the ball fast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to switch my pick. Um, so Brad and I disagree on this one. It was one of our nine agreements. Now we have eight agreements. I'm switching my pick and going to New England. The more I talk about it, the more I just, I got to go with the Patriots against the third string quarterback uh, with one basically viable weapon in Le'Veon Bell. I think this is, has all the makings of a possible shutout here. Okay, moving it on, we have uh, Bavada is giving eight points to Oakland. So it's Oakland plus eight at Minnesota. Brad and I disagree on this. Brad is taking Minnesota at home. I'm taking eight. Oakland plus eight on the road. I think that Oakland is a is a strong team. I think that they're strong against the run. I think Minnesota needs the run to get moving. As we saw last week with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball behind in Green Bay there, wasn't a great game for him. I think Minnesota is going to have to pass. And I don't think that Kirk, you know, this Minnesota passing attack, although it has potential, I don't think it has enough firepower to uh to to win this game by eight or nine i just i i think it's going to be oakland that's my personal opinion from a daily fantasy point of view i like cousins more in this game than i do like Derek carr um dalvin cook just because he's so electric i like him i have him at a 16 and he is going to be utilized um but i'm curious to see what's going to happen against this uh this defense this fast speedy defense that oakland has built paul gunther Colin plays there he used to be a defensive coordinator in cincinnati i like what's going on there uh uh, let's see what else. I don't like anything else really other than Darren Waller for Oakland. I do think he finds the ends in this week. There's a little prediction for you. Minnesota, um, I think Thielen and Diggs probably step up this week. I do think Minnesota wins this game, but again, I think it, if this feels more like a 24 to 20 game than a 30 to 20 game, uh, I think Oakland will get in there. They'll lean on Josh Jacobs. Minnesota will do their best to stop them, but we saw Minnesota give up some yards uh, last week to Aaron Jones, and I think this running attack, this power running attack for Oakland, will get the job done too. So I do like Josh uh, Jacobs to score okay, but you know Dalvin Cook getting those catches out of the backfield and just being able to turn a two yard 
yard gain into an 80 yard gain anytime. Uh, you can't ignore that. Okay, moving it on, we have Carolina. Bavada has Carolina minus three at Arizona. For me, this is an upset possibility. I liked, I loved what I saw from Kyler Murray last week against Baltimore. Now, Carolina is coming off of a, a long bye, basically. They played on Thursday, so they've had some time to game plan for Arizona and Arizona's offense. But I think Arizona is going to be a different team in week three than they certainly than they were in week one and even in week two. I mean, we saw Kyler Murray pushing the ball into the intermediate, into the deep areas of the field. Uh, he's an athlete. He didn't get many balls bad at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Carolina, I like their defense, but Cam Newton, they're obviously just not running the ball with him. And until they do that, I think Carolina is going to struggle. Um, you know, this is a team that's built around Christian McCaffrey, and I'm cool with that because Christian McCaffrey is so good. But Arizona's defense has been playing okay, too. Like, they, they covered against Baltimore last week. That game, actually, that game was like a three-point game with not too much time left. And, uh, you know, this team, honestly, they could have they pulled that game out, which I think would have shocked everybody. I actually picked Baltimore against the spread that was one of my losses. And kudos to Arizona, man, because they really, they really stepped it up in week two, and I think they'll continue that at home. I see this as a twenty to nineteen win, uh, maybe you know, just because Carolina's defense is is so strong. I mean, it could be like a 27-24 type win, but I think actually Arizona is going to upset. So I'm on Arizona now. Brad is on, um, Brad's on Arizona as well, so we actually agree on that game. Uh, if I'm looking over at the uh, the daily fantasy stuff, I see Cam. I have him projected at a 21 this game, but I don't know. I, that projection seems a little bit high to me, these computer rankings, um, because he's just not running as much. If he's not running, I think he's more likely that he's in the teens. And I have Kyler Murray having kind of a lower projection as well. I think it's going to be a little bit higher because he does run. At running back, I think McCaffrey will have a fine game at a 20, but if you're playing daily fantasy, if you're playing DraftKings or something like that, I mean, I why you know why invest in um, you know put play, pay that kind of money for a twenty? You can get that elsewhere in the league. I think uh, I think David Johnson because the Arizona Cardinals are able to throw the ball a little bit deeper. I think things will open up for David Johnson. So fantasy owners out there, you can uh, breathe a sigh of relief. I think David Johnson. There's light at the end of this tunnel. I love Christian Kirk. I love Larry Fitzgerald this week. Um, I even like Bird uh, or maybe somebody like a Keyson Johnson as a um, as a uh, daily fantasy sleeper. I'd never like any of the tight ends for Arizona. Uh, at tight end, I think Greg Olson has a big game. I think Greg Olson finds the end zone once, maybe even twice this game. So he's going to be in my daily fantasy football roster. I'm going to cycle him through at tight end. I like what I'm seeing um, with that connection. And I do think, like I said, he's going to he's gonna get off the schneid. He's going to get into the end zone this week. Next line we have the Giants. Bovada has at plus seven at Tampa Bay. This is Daniel Jones's first start. Honestly, when a new quarterback comes in, um, I take them off my board. I'm making an exception probably for the Jets this week in New England. Uh, this week, I am um, taking the Giants off my board because I don't know what to expect. I have written down, by the way, uh, Tampa Bay 27, New York Giants 20. So if Eli Manning was playing, I would have thought this would be a push for Tampa Bay. Seven's a lot. It's very possible that Daniel Jones could come in and run this offense more efficiently, which would open more things up for Saquon Barkley, which would give Evan Ingram more scoring opportunities. I'm going to stay away from this. I'm going to stay away from the New York quarterback, but let me project the rest of the projections. Brad, by the way, is taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, no, I, I apologize. No, he's taking, the, uh, he's taking the Giants with seven. Okay, so let me, uh, let me look at the Giants here. So I, like I said, I'm taking quarterback off the board. I have Saquon Barkley at a 20... 
6.5. Again, you know, given how much he's going to cost, I say stay away from him in daily fantasy. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard plays. I have him at 11. Uh, Benny Fowler at a 10. I don't love these guys. I think uh, Evan Ingram, though, I have projected to do quite well and find the end zone this week. So if Daniel Jones can get it moving, I think Evan Ingram is probably the best budget play in uh, in daily fantasy. Now, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't have Winston doing great. Um, I don't have either one of these running backs doing well at all, but I do have Chris Godwin getting into the end zone yet again. So uh, so there's your projection. I'm probably staying away from the rest of them, honestly. I, I really want to see how this game shakes out. This could I, You can get anything, man. Jameis Winston could throw five touchdowns or four, five interceptions. You could see Daniel Jones just take the reins and win the city of the New York over. I mean, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen when the rookie quarterback plays. That's why I always take them off my board. Better safe than sorry. Sometimes the best bet you make, as I sometimes say is the bet that you don't make. Uh, moving it on, Houston, Bovada has plus three at the Chargers. To me, one of the games of the week um, outside of uh, Kansas City and Baltimore. It's one of the games that's certainly going to be on my TV. I wrote down uh, Chargers 22, Houston 20. I didn't like what I saw from the kicker um, for the Chargers. They're leaving points on the board. I don't think Phillip Rivers liked what he saw from the kickers uh, for the Chargers either. Last week, he threw a late interception, I think, specifically because he didn't want to put the game on that guy's foot. And uh, who can blame him? But uh, fantasy-wise, I think uh, Deshaun Watson has an okay game. Again, you know, okay isn't good enough for daily fantasy when you're paying as much as you pay for these guys. You can find value elsewhere. I'd rather pay Josh Allen um, than uh, Deshaun Watson. And Allen, I actually have projected higher. Uh, At running back, I like Carlos Hyde this week. I think he's a nice play. Um, I love... DeAndre Hopkins this week. I love him every week, but I particularly love him this week. I think he gets in the end zone against the Chargers. Now, in the Chargers, I don't like what I'm seeing really from any of these guys because of the uh, the, the matchup. I think Eckler is a nice play. He's always a nice budgeted guy there. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe Mike Williams can find the end zone. He had a couple of red zone targets last week. I think he'll start finding the end zone. So that's nice too. But, you know, it's uh, I'd say Eckler and then probably nobody else this week uh, in terms of daily fantasy. If you're looking for a sleeper, uh, Mike Williams is my guy. All right, moving it on, we have the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees, now that he's injured. Bovada is giving four and a half at Seattle. Brad and I are both on Seattle on this one. No offense to Teddy Bridgewater, who I think is pretty good, but what's going to end up happening here, in my opinion, is that New Orleans is going to try to refocus and try to make this kind of like a run-first team, like we saw when they had Ingram and Kamara a couple of years ago and both like went well over 1,000 yards. I think both had like 15 touchdowns or something like that. Uh, I think that's what New Orleans is going to try to do. Um, Seattle has a strong run defense. They're going to make Bridgewater beat them. Uh, they're going to try to shut down uh, Michael Thomas. So this is a game where uh, Kamara screens, Jared Cook, um, you know, short routes. Is that enough to beat Russell Wilson at home uh, by uh, five? I don't, or at least lose less than by less than five. I don't think so. So we like Seattle this week. It's one of my more favorite bets. Seattle going back at home, and they're uh, they're looking pretty good. You know, they're looking pretty good from daily fantasy point of view. Um, I'm taking Bridgewater off my board this week. I just don't like what I'm seeing there. Kamara, I think because of volume, because of receptions, will have a nice game. But again, in terms of daily fantasy, I wouldn't buy him. But fantasy football is definitely worth a start. As is uh, Michael Thomas, even though I don't have him at a super high projection. I think that uh, you know Seattle will try to bottle him up and make Kamara and Jared Cook and Traquan Smith and whoever else is playing receiver, Ted Ginn. Um, I know those guys are banged up, but if they get Kirkwood is also banged up. They have a lot of injuries in New Orleans. Uh, they're banged up. Uh, it's going to be a tough one for them, so that's why I'm on Seattle. But uh, Michael Thomas, I think you can play every single week. And um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, not really seeing a lot else. Now on Seattle, I like Russell Wilson uh, this week, you know, considering how much Deshaun Watson will cost. A guy like Russell Wilson, I know his budget is increasing with his performance. Uh, he could do quite well. Uh, Carson, assuming he plays, I think he's going to have a nice week at a 14. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I think, will have a nice week. Uh, DK Metcalf will continue his progression as well. And you have to pay attention to Will Disley, who seems to find the end zone whenever he's playing. Um, he's just, you know, Russell Wilson looks from around the goal line. He's somebody that's going to be a nice uh, value buy. So I might actually this week you know, spend money elsewhere and uh, I'm, I'll probably start Olsen at tight end in Carolina and then flex out Will Disley. And then, uh, you know, like I said, spend, spend to my heart's content in other positions. Okay, moving it on. We have Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger. Mason Rudolph is going to be playing. Bavada has Pittsburgh plus seven at San Francisco. And, uh, you know, Brad and I actually are both on, uh, both on San Francisco on this one. I flirted with giving Pittsburgh the, the, the call there, but I don't think, you know, I think this offensive coordinator is a little stubborn. I think they need to run it more with, uh, with, uh, James Connor. I don't think that they're going to do that. And Connor's a little banged up anyway. I think they're going to continue to go five wide. San Francisco's front four is very good. They're playing at home. Um, they have decent, uh, you know, cornerbacks. It's, it's going to be tough, man. You're going to have Richard Sherman probably on Smith Schuster. You're going to have this defensive line against James Conner. Um, you know, in, unless Pittsburgh runs the ball and you, it basically does what I say that uh, New Orleans should do with Kamara and, and Cook. They should, uh, Pittsburgh should be utilizing Vance McDonald and James Conner more. Um, and I think that they will. You got to take some of the pressure off your backup quarterback. Now, Mason Rudolph, I liked what I saw last week. Um, you know, I think he was like 19 to 25. He was actually had a better rating than uh, Ben Roethlisberger did in that game. Damn near won the game um, at the end, but just didn't really pan out. Um, you know, I don't love it. I think as a daily fantasy sleeper play, like uh, Mason Rudolph, I, he, I only have him projected an 18, but given how much money you would save on that selection um, with respect to other ones and given the uh, the the use of the passing attack in Pittsburgh, it might be okay. Now, Dante Moncrief, I hate now. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster will have the best game, in my opinion. Then it'll be James Washington, and then it'll be uh, you know Deontay Johnson, the rookie there. And Deontay Johnson could well uh, have that second receiver job by the end of the year. It's it's encouraging to see that he's being utilized so early in the season. Now, if you look at San Francisco, I think Garoppolo has a nice game at a 21. He's another daily fantasy kind of candidate for me. Uh, he's been efficient. San Francisco ran the ball, I think, 42 times last week. I think that will continue. We'll see if Tevin Coleman can play yet. If not, it's going to be a mixture of Brita, Mostert, and um, Williams, uh, just like it was. I still think Mostert, who got the most carries last week, by the way, and a receiving touchdown, I still think he is the best back in this system. Uh, might even be better than Tevin Coleman, but you know we've only seen Tevin Coleman for one game, plus a little bit in the preseason. Uh, I think George Kittle has a really nice game against Pittsburgh this week, so look for him to reach the end zone. Uh, next game, we have two left here. Bavada has the Rams minus three at Cleveland. Brad and I are both firmly on the Rams. Look, you know, I know Cleveland uh, came out. We saw what happened in week one. We already talked about it. No need to talk about that. In week two, they uh, they took advantage of the third string quarterback and they uh, they were able to basically you know, come home with that win. Great for you know, Cleveland. They needed that win and they got it. Uh, the Rams are a good road team. 
Uh, I think Jared Goff has settled down. I think this this offense had a bit of rust on it. Todd Gurley uh, got the lion's share of the carries. That will continue. Um, although I do think that they'll keep spelling Gurley with Malcolm Brown because, look, this team is trying to make a Super Bowl run. They're not trying to just beat the crap out of the Browns in Week 3. They want to make a Super Bowl run, and they want Gurley to be fresh for that playoff run. And he wasn't last year. He was dinged up. So I think uh, the Rams are really mindful of the longevity of the season. Um, at receiver, I don't love Brandon Cooks. I don't love Robert Woods. If you're going to play any of these receivers, I've been saying it for a week. I think Cooper Cup is it. He's the most likely to me to find the end zone. And uh, Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby might find the end zone as well, um, just kind of like in a little sh- sleeper status. That's what my projections are telling me is tight end might get in the end zone for uh, for the Rams this week. Now for Cleveland, I I think this team has to go through Nick Chubb, and they're not doing that. I think that they're calling way too many passes. They're trying to be you know a run and shoot offense, and not to say that Baker's not ready for that. And they certainly have the weapons with OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Njoku if he's healthy enough to play. He had a nasty fall and concussion last week. Um, they have weapons, but look if you can run the ball. Um, Effectively, then it's going to open up even more opportunities for big plays and play action. It's going to open up more one-on-one opportunities for Odell Beckham. You know, I, I really think Kitchens is uh, stubbornly just trying to throw the ball. Uh, I, I, I think this team has a lot of talent, but they're doing themselves a disservice right now. I would like to see Chubb more involved. We'll see if that pans out. And in terms of projections, I do have Chubb projected uh, to have a nice game against the Rams. They're going to have to play a little bit of ball control. You don't want the Rams to have the ball on a lot of possessions. You don't want McVay to have more plays to call you want him to have less play to call plays to call uh, receiver I like Odell Beckham this week and I really just don't like anybody else in the Browns so it's basically for me uh, Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham I wouldn't even play Baker Mayfield I haven't projected the low so um, you know I think Odell finds the end zone again I think Chubb even finds the end zone maybe even twice this week uh, but uh, you know I'm I'm more bullish on the Rams on the road to uh, to win that and cover that spread last one we have is uh, Monday Night Football it's Chicago. Uh, Bavada has minus four against the Washington Redskins. Brad and I both have Washington in an upset. Um, I actually think Washington wins this game outright. I don't know how Brad feels about the overall uh, game, but you know this is a team in the passing game that's struggling. I don't think you know basically Washington's strengths play to what Chicago is trying to do offensively. I think Washington is good against the run. Um, Chicago is going to try to get uh, David Montgomery up the middle. They're they're not really utilizing Terry Cohen yet they need to against Washington uh, because Terry Cohen is the speedster um, they need to use him so I'm thinking schematically Terry Cohen will be used more this week he's got to be at some point he's just got to be you can't go um, you can't go like you know one and two especially in this division with Minnesota Detroit playing better and uh, in Washington so yeah you gotta you gotta do it um, let's see I have a receiver for Chicago I, I think Allen Robinson will have an okay game not a great game this is the game that Alvin or uh, Anthony Miller should or ta- Taylor Gabriel should have a good game should have some opportunities you know the second receiving um, seven re- second receiver against Washington there's a matchup uh, you know in that second cornerback slot Norris is doing quite you know doing his okay on the first one but man it's just it's t- going to be tough sledding I think for all these Bears offensively because I think Washington is going to be able to stuff the run unless Chicago really features Terry Cohen, which it doesn't seem like they want to do yet. I think Trubisky has another tough game this week against Washington's whose defense is a little underrated. And I actually think Washington's offense is a little underrated. 
You had Case Keenum, you know, going for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions last week, or maybe it was 250 yards. He likes to throw the ball downfield. Is he going to have enough time against Chicago's defense? No, probably not. Uh, McLaurin is uh, proving himself um, effective in going over the top and uh, underneath routes. I think that, you know, Chicago is basically going to shut down the run, uh, you know, the Redskins passing game and, and make it as as one dimensional as we can but one thing we saw with Denver last week against Chicago is they were using their running backs out of the flat they were throwing the ball to Philip Lindsay they were throwing the ball to um uh to Royce Freeman with some success and I think Washington's going to do that same kind of thing with Chris Thompson and maybe even try to hit uh, Adrian Peterson who's isn't shown and hasn't shown a career ability career long ability to catch the ball but um Washington has used him he's actually been able to catch the ball okay in Washington since he's been there um you know I think they're going to run the ball with Adrian Peterson really try to you know get three yards in a cloud of dust and then hit um, if Jordan Reed's back hit Jordan Reed on some flag routes and some seam routes uh, hit um, Chris Thompson and take the occasional over the top shot to McLaurin or to Richardson like I said I think this is going to be a defensive matchup I see Redskins 20 Bears 17 Redskins in an upset um, if that happens the entire um, the entire city of Chicago where I live is uh, you know basically just going to throw up in their mouths a little bit um, but you know Washington plays well at home and you know, Case Keenum, he's he's playing pretty well in this offense. He's executing. Um, I think it's going to be a, t- a while until we see Haskins on the field there, uh, their young, talented rookie. So there you go. Um, there is a full week of picks for us. Please, please, please stay tuned for the Pick 6 podcast, which is going to drop later this week. Brad will be back, and we're going to make our our six favorite bets of the week. Uh, this is where, you know, last, last year Brad and I were at 65%. For the season, um, we are going to be doing that this year and basically making it a podcast available for everybody. So please check that out. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. Please like us. Please comment. I will be interactive. That's how we grow the channel. We're really trying to get more subscriptions in both the Apple Podcasts and the um, the YouTube channel as well. So please do so. Uh, we appreciate it. Go out, make some bets, get paid. <laughs> <laughs>